Hello and welcome to episode 21 of season 4 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined tonight by my amigos Mars and PJ. Kylie has a Stuart Dallas size pain in her face and is... Putting a bottle of red red to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was not scripted. That was not scripted. (laughs) Welcome to the show boys. Texan red. Texan red, yeah. Uh, so uh, as always we begin our show with a brief review of the game week that has just after ending that was double game week 25 starting off with the amigo for whom most things went right and finishing with the amigo for who things went worst so pj i have the honor of coming to you yes for the first (laughs) time as our top amigo i believe yeah first time yes haunting Uh, uh um a fantastic 90, 94, we, uh, 94 points. Um, actually, a bit more than that, actually. I think it might be 98 once bonus accounted, but not in the 100 club, but but just shy of that. Uh, and mainly, once again, due to my um, loyalty to Leeds United, who obviously had um, a double game week. And as um, kind of kind of captain, uh, as you know, because I captained them, um, Rafina. Uh, and had Dallas and, and Bamford. So the three of those players brought me 50 points between them. So that was over half my score. They have been the one shining light in mm. my season, those those three boys. They aren't going anywhere. They will be staying on my bench next week. More of that later. Sterling, you know, chipped in with a goal, finally, after I didn't triple captain him. Um, that was pretty much it. Fernandez, that everyone owns him. Uh, and, and a few returns of the back. So, yeah, broadly, you know, broadly very happy and, and dodged quite a lot of kind of differential bullets. A lot mm. of people who obviously wildcarded and brought the, the Spurs boys or obviously brought the Southampton attackers who didn't do anything. Uh, obviously, yeah. they, um, you know, they didn't do as well this week. No, but um, no, it's excellent. And uh, as you said, it was pretty much the perfect night for um, for the owners of those three players for in tonight's game. Because um, all three of them, of course, on the score sheet. Um, Marzi, you're next up tonight on 82 points, so a very reasonable score um, on your wild card. Are you happy enough with it? Yeah, can't complain. Can't complain at all. Um, uh, Dallas did Dallas things, mm. as he always does for me. Uh, wild card was done to um, you know prepare for bench boost next week, but also thinking about 29. Just reshuffle, you know, get rid of some of the dead wood, get, bring in players that I was uh, confident about. Uh, you know, um, well, well, not, not just confident players that I wanted. So you know, you, you, even somebody like Ings, etc. Yeah, just planning for twenty six onwards. But yeah. yeah, happy with what the wildcard delivered. And yeah, similar to to you guys, I had the three Leeds boys, Dallas, ba- uh, Bamford, and uh, Rafinha, captain Bamford. So can't mm. complain. Yeah, um, for me, I was seventy nine minus the eight, so just the seventy one points. Um, whereas worked, it was okay. Ings was a big disappointment this week, obviously, but uh, Rafinha captain worked out well. And outside of that, really, it was just I was just short of that Stuart Dallas or kind of contribution from defence. Um, other than that, it was pretty much um, similar to everyone else, I think, on the pod. Um, other than PJ, PJ pretty much yeah. nailed it. I was re- I'm, I'm surprised you're not even bringing up my bench, considering how much I talk about bench and hate bench points. With no. Barnes sitting on my bench with 13 points. <laughs> yeah. That but, was really frustrating. Yeah, but sure, he'll be there now on form for you next week, Mersey. Everything, every cloud has a silver lining. Who did yeah, he take out that. for? Um, who did he take out for Danny Ings? Don, remind me. 
Do you want me to go through it, PJ? Because I wasn't sure I was going to waste much time on it, but I will. Um, well, I think since, I'll, I, I just I just recall I was quite critical. Sydney, of your you were, you were, and I'll I'll tell you it right now. The <laughs> the Antonio went out for Bamford. Um, that was always going to be my move, and I was planning on captaining Bamford. But as the listeners will know, I took a minus eight then to remove DCL and Gundogan for Rafinha and for Ings. Um, Ings obviously did nothing, but in the heel of the hunt, I came out. If I had just done that one move, I would have come out with 31 points from my from the three players from Antonio. That's because you're counting the captain points, not yeah, the but, but, score. But that's because I would have captained um, Bamford if I wasn't going to do the move, and I would have. And I came out with 35 points from my players, so I'm happy with my returns. If you're and, happy, I'm happy, Don. Well, that's the important thing. Now, let's move on to the update from the Three Amigos Classic League, read, as always, beautifully by PJ. Thanks, Don. The top five this week. Down to five, Sky Player and FPL, Paul. Number four. Some excitement. Some excitement. Come on. (laughs) I'm doing it laconically this week. God. Number four, Ale Le Chef, Gary Cook. Number three, top of the clops, <laughs> if only someone was, Carl de Asher. Number two, 101-point week for Christopher Chavon with the sidings. I wonder if he is actually French, because I just permanently pronounced his name in a French accent. And up at number one, Daraji Reddy with Martial Law, who is now way ahead. He's almost 40 points ahead of the, uh, of Christopher Chavon. So a clear leader in, in the Three Amigos Classic League. Mm. And speaking of the clear leader on the three amigos, Marzi as are definitely our top amigo this season. Um, on in terms of his overall, Marzi, this is your time to. Um, you've had a good game week, so you mightn't have a whole lot of fantasy angst to get rid of. Oh yes, I do. Yes, oh, do you? I do. Yeah, yes, I, I, do. I, I thought you'd be all chilled, Shisha and chilled. No, Friday night, first game in, you get that should have captain Fernandez, mate, because. Bamford blanked or Rafinha blanked even though he had a ridiculous game and was unlucky. I mean, it's the first game of the game week. You still have another nine games plus the double, so ten games. Just relax, people. You know, like, wait. Wait until the end, at least. Bamford did score in the end, okay? And it's the, those people who said should have captained Bruno, probably the same people that said should have captained Bruno last week when, guess what, he was outscored by the doublers. And are they probably the same people that complain because his EO is too high, so his points don't really count? Oh, that's my head in. Honestly, just enjoy it. You captain the player, enjoy it, wait until the end, and then bitch more complain, do whatever you want. You know, BMW is, about, is, is allowed after that. But just wait and enjoy it. Jesus, Marza. Yes, I 100% agree, although I, I do feel that rant is, has been made quite a few times this season. You know, or, I mean, every third game week, pretty much. Well, if his rant is pretty much about the the idiots in the FBL community, I mean that's pretty much what this <laughs> yeah, podcast is about. It's, it's, that, it's that I should have kept. Not, not, normally, it's, uh, people complain sure, about halfway through. No, it's the halfway through or blah blah. It's the it's the Bruno. It's it's, it's I should have kept in a different player, not a double game week player or the best player. Okay, well, it was, it was particularly poor this week because it was. was. The players have not even obviously it was a double game week. And the other oh. even played. So mm. it was particularly bizarre. And, you know, those players who captain Bamford and particularly Rafina complaining about it, you know, now now laughing as, as they outscored um, almost pretty much everyone. 
official FBL will be like inundated with requests to reinstall FBL accounts that people had asked to deactivate after uh, the first <laughs> match of the game week. Um, the well, let's move on, folks, to the T3A roundtable, where of course we talk about all the topics that are hot in the FBL community. This, of course, may be the biggest double game week we've ever seen, and the potential is really massive for managers who get it right. There's the added opportunity with the captain picks this week as well, as all the usual suspects have doubles, and so the spread of captains should be wider than we often see. Owning at least one of Kane and Son for this game week was central to most managers' double game week 26 plans, with my Manny, myself included, um, planning on triple captaining our Spurs assets. However, their form is Manny questioning that plan. How essential, and I'll come to you first on this, PJ, how essential do we consider one of Son and Kane? Um, I think the great thing, just to me off, about this double game week is no player is essential. There are obviously loads of great options, but because there are so many great options, because there are so many doubles, you know, like you said, there are, you know, almost every team is, is kind of playing twice. Almost every active player will have at least 10 of their 11 playing twice, you would imagine. And, and countless others will have bench boosts and triple captains activated. So there is going to be a huge different, uh, huge difference in those, in those kind of squads because, you know, there are, you could you could free hit and not include any of the kind of main premium assets and still pick up some amazing informed players with great fixtures, should you wish. So so I don't think anyone is essential. Um, I think if you already have Son or or Kane, based on current form, I would. It's very much a don't buy, don't sell scenario for me. I would not be you know, moving assets around to try and accommodate them when I think there are cheaper options playing in teams who will score more goals and have better fixtures. Son, I, I had a look at, you know, Kane has, has dipped off less. He's obviously had his injury and he's been ticking along. But Son's uh, form has, you know, looks on the eye test to have kind of dropped off a little bit of a cliff. So I looked at his fixtures over the last, uh, looked at his, his games rather, and stats over the last nine game weeks compared to the first, um, kind of game week. Now, there's a few little... I've actually done some research this week, so, you know, I like to kind of tease you with this. Hashtag, so little, hashtag research. Indeed, there's going to be a few little questions for you, Amazi. So I want you to try and answer some of these questions that I've got for you tonight. So, so Son, first off, these are some stats from Son from the first 10 game weeks of the season. And I want you to try and guess what those stats are for the last... 10 game weeks that he's played in. So penalty area touches, 34 first 10 weeks of the season. What do you think that is from the last 10 weeks? 12. Marzi? 15. 34. First 10 game weeks, 20 attempts. What do you think it is the last 10 game weeks? Just attempts. Just attempts, yeah. Um, I'll go 18. 10. 20. Chances created. 16 first 10 game weeks. Uh, we'll go 16 again since <laughs> since the time. Did I sense a team developing here, PJ? <laughs> Marzi? 15. 18. I hear, I hear Marzi clacking away on his keyboard there, PJ. <laughs> <Let me. laughs> 
It's not me. The box, 11 to 13. His passing has improved. His passing in the final third has improved. I'll tell you what hasn't improved is a conversion rate. It was 45%, and it is currently 10%. Now, you could say, is that form? Is that something that was just never, ever sustainable? Son has missed five big chances in his last five matches. He, his stats are not changed in any way, shape or form. He was overperforming his stats at the beginning of the season, and he is actually underperforming his stats now. The truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. So I, I just I just found it interesting that actually stats wise, and, and if you looked at the middle um kind of nine uh, middle seven or eight gaming as well, very similar. Son has performed very consistently from a stats perspective all season. The only thing that has dipped is his conversion rate. He was just finishing everything. That Southampton match where Kane put him through four times and he scored four goals. He's you know he's been put through. He still gets put through every match. He's just missing them at the moment. So it's how. I don't know really how to advise people how to read that. It's, you know, do you think that that's a result of Son being in bad form? Or, or do you think it's something that is, is just going to kind of reverse a little bit? Because he's still getting the chances, mm. not as many as Son. You know, he still plays for a team where him and Harry Kane are obviously the talisman. talisman. So, I, you know, to answer your question, Don, I don't know how to answer it. Yeah. What do you think, Mersey? Um, I mean, the one the real, the real benefit, I guess, with Spurs is always that if they're going to score, you generally think it's going to be the two of those. And, of course, then Bale and Moura, I think, were the ones who combined in the, in yeah. the last game. But um, what's your thinking look, on them and also the alternatives yeah. to them? Whether it's yeah. Leicester or yeah. Everton? So, look, let, let's, let's start with, um, with Spurs first, yeah. Um, the ownership of... Kane and Son is still high. The casuals, or you know, when we call them casuals or not, they are still gonna have Kane and Son. They're not gonna move them out. They have a double, uh, whether they know it or not. And I think they'll be highly owned. Like you said, they'll be highly involved. They've got okay features, actually. Uh, you know, um, Son's uh, stats. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna. T- well, even the eye test. I'm not even gonna look at the stats. Um, Tells you that against the high block team, um, he's um, uh, he doesn't deliver as, as well, um, and he's normally um, you know he struggles with, with the high um, uh, with the high block. Sorry, with the low block. So um, I think he's had one goal and maybe one assist against the teams that normally are low block. So you've got they're playing Burnley uh, and, and Fulham. Burnley have been good defensively. Fulham um, are doing all right uh, again. Um, the other thing is obviously the, the active players will know that Spurs are playing 29 so those people who played their wild cards or not uh, but don't have a free hit will be thinking about those two right because Spurs have got uh, an alright game against Villa Villa have maybe dipped off you can argue they still have a good keeper but they will have those so I think you need to consider the ownership and I think to answer Spurs question one of them is 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 is, is needed and then you need to decide which one. For me, I've decided that I think there's so many good options in midfield. And I want the Bruno, and I want Salah, and I want uh, a City, a Gundogan, or, or, or a KDB. Um, that I decided to go with the, with the Kane um, solution, right? The, the Kane option, I'll go Kane. Um, I think there's few good strikers, but not as many as midfielders. 
that are the main players in their, in their team and play double game weeks and also available for 29, right? So Watkins um, and Kane, uh, two, two good examples, right? Now, if you look at the alternatives, um, at similar prices for the combination. So Leicester have been on fire. They are, they are on form. People are talking about them. They're doing well. Um, and they... Uh, have good fixtures before the 26. Uh, uh, so leading up to the double, they just did obviously um, played well, and uh, up to 29 where they don't play, and then even after that they still have uh, good fixtures. And if you look at the combo, there's you know you could have Vardy and Son or Kane and Barnes. So I think I think it really depends on the structure of your team. If you're wild carding, if it depends where your players are. If you're moving a midfielder to get um, to get to Son or to get to uh, or an attacker to get to Kane. Um, that, that's how uh, that's what's going to shape your team, um, and I think I think one of them is is needed personally, and I think the combo with the Leicester boys is also needed because Leicester are doing well and they're cheap and you can afford them and they got good run fixtures. So that's that's what I think. Mm. The Leicester do have certainly do have a great run of fixtures, and I am without them. Um, so it's something I'm going to have to look at myself. Uh, PJ, of course, it's not always just about those highly owned players. There's also some um, under-owned, ge- under-owned gems just out there waiting for a manager brave enough to stick their neck out a little bit. You've done some great hashtag research, which might benefit our listeners. Yes, indeed. And, um, you know, I, I, as I've already said, I think the great thing about this game week is that I, I, I disagree with what Ma said, which is not to say that, Son, Kane and the Leicester boys aren't great options, but I, I just don't see anyone as, as, as being essential because of the amount of teams who have informed players who have who have very good fixtures. So so second quiz, which two players have created the most chances in 2021? Uh, Rafinha and no. Bruno. Grealish must be up there. No. Uh, Barnes. No. no, not Barnes. No. I don't think it's Barnes. Oh, no. Um, Luke Shaw, number one, and Mason Mount, number two, Um, uh, who must be probably the the most kind of ignored kind of FBM asset. Chelsea in in total, I feel they are ignored. They are. They feel like a lottery, though. They feel like Pep is a really easy person to predict rather than Tuchel, to be honest with you. They do. You say that. And and obviously, the thing about Chelsea is that they've rotated the assets which people kind of thought would be the good FPL assets and FPL have ne- hasn't really kind of worked this out kind of so far this season so you know people you know would love to jump on the you know Mount Lampard bandwagon because he was rested the first game that Tuchel came in and he's, he's played every single one since he, the, everything goes through him he's crucial to their play he's in wonderful form Chelsea certainly do not have the greatest double in terms of fixtures, but if you are looking for a cheap midfielder who will be on all set pieces uh, and is a pivotal member of that team, I think he is a great option. But Chelsea defenders also, they have the best defence in the league right now. Their stats are actually even better than Manchester City since Tuchel took over. So they are, you know, they are looking extremely good. Rudiger, um, Rudiger, sorry, um, looks key to that. Not, not quite sure why Mendy got dropped last game. That was a curveball, granted. So I can understand why people are avoiding them, but I think some of their defenders and, and definitely Mason Mount are worth consideration. But Anthony, uh, Anthony Lookman, um, amazing stats. Uh, again, this is in 2021, 23 goal attempts, 21 chances created. Uh, four big chances created. Only Bruno has better combined stats in the entire game. Madison just behind him. 
Uh, we've already spoken about the Leicester train, him and Harvey Barnes, both in superb form. Pablo Neto at Wolves, again, good fixtures, good form, shooting on sight, creating chances as well. Perfect in that kind of cheap midfield fodder. The Man City boys seem to be forgotten about, um, as I'm sure we get to captaincy selections later. But if they can play both the games, Gundogan, Foden, in, uh, even Sterling uh, posting some, some, some pretty good numbers up there. So there's a lot of, of, of kind of players which I think are kind of worthy of consideration for, for this double. Pereira would be another one. Um, and also Aston Villa, who, who probably have, you know, a, a lot of players pending the kind of Grealish kind of news, but I'm not prepared to kind of, I think, rule out Aston Villa on the basis of of kind of Jack Grealish being out. I, I think there's there's a lot of reasons why I think their attack, uh, Watkins in particular, is is still worth facing. And and finally, um, Everton are, are the one. Everton are facing a team who now, off the back of tonight, have conceded 34 goals in their last six games. Two teams, sorry, that's Southampton and West Brom. The two worst defences in the league, bar none. You know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is a superb captain chap this week. A lot of Everton... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you just say that? I, I did, I did. The, the stats don't lie, Mars. Have you seen Southampton and West Brom? I completely agree with you that I think I think Everton are... I would argue they're not underlooked. People are talking about them. Some people have got Calvert-Lewin. Obviously, of course, he just got injured. Maybe not many, but... People are talking about bringing him. Some people have Dinia. But um, for you to say that he's a... So it, my problem is with Everton, like I've always said, with with teams like Everton, you know, with, uh, our captain Bamford, but that's because he was the only... Uh, not many uh, other teams were doubling. Um, I just don't trust as well as much as I trust the premiums. That's, that's my issue. But I think I agree with you. I think it's a great option. Absolutely. Sorry, I just was shocked with your... Um, that was my 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 final point. Um, there are a lot of differentials. I've barely even mentioned the defenders because they're obviously much more much more boring, and a lot of people aren't going to be moving that much around the defense because everyone. Even West Brom and Sheffield United have got doubles. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> I'm still taking Brewster out, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, I think as you mentioned there with Aston Villa, one little point on that, I pretty much would be thinking that they're either uh, you're, they're not a buy or a sell at the moment, and see what way Grealish is. But Barkley would be an interesting kind of one as a little bit of he's been injured, so his ownership is going to be really low. But he's looked really, really good for Villa when he has, has played. He, but has I he think he's up? I think he's looked great for them. Whenever I've watched Villa playing and he's been playing now with Barkley, it, is, with, it is it is with Grealish a lot of the time when he's. Uh, but did you watch the last two games? Because I think he's been. Bang average. I'm surprised people have thought. Now, don't get me wrong. He could go and deliver because he, he has it in him. But in the last two games, he's also been hooked off early. Now, I think from Villa, I would be looking at Torore if mm. Grealish is not there. Because I think he's one that gets in the box a lot and seems to have all the set pieces. And I don't know why, because I don't think he's particularly good at them. <laughs> but mm. he seems to have them. I'm just With Barkley, I'm just surprised to see people talking that much about him. Because I watch the games and he gets hooked early. And I don't see him as involved as when he first joined them. Maybe now with Greenwich injury, he might step up a bit more. I don't know. We've only seen one game. 
And again, he was taken off early. Well, to be honest with you, I haven't been glued in the last two games to Villa because I've only had Watkins and I've had him benched, I think, on one yeah. of those occasions. So I haven't been that glued to them in the last couple of games. But when I was watching them, they were um, great. He looked good. But maybe I'll take your word for it, Mersey. I don't um, know. Monkey, what do you think? Because you've captained Barkley before. Would you, would you go there right now? The silence says it all. <laughs> Moving on to the single game weekers. Uh, most managers, of course, will be looking at a team with mostly double game week players. However, some teams we know are only playing once. Leeds, who we've just watched it demolish, um, even though it was an even first half, but Leeds um, are prominent among them. It can feel counterintuitive to play the likes of Rafinha or Bamford instead of shooting for the stars and getting in a double game week option. But for some, particularly those who don't have a free hit, I would add, that could in fact be the right thing to do. What do you think, Mersey? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I did my wild card, I said I'm going to be focusing on the doubles, but I'm not interested. I'm not just going to focus on having 15. Uh, doublers because for people who don't have free hit uh, in particular we have to think about 29 we have to so for me at the moment I have uh, five single uh, players in my team and two of them will be going out so I'll still have three still bench boosting with three so I'll have um, Rafinha Dallas Dallas is going nowhere he's staying with me to game with 38 by the way uh, I have a Brighton defender because I bought him again for 29 uh, he'll just sit on the bench um, and I think at the moment my plan is to, to sell Bamford and then bring him back for 29 uh, but that's just because I'm, I want to attack the 26 but I think having a single game week player that plays in 29 is absolutely fine and there's nothing wrong with that now as Monkey said before there is so many doubles that you don't need that many. you know if you don't have a bench boost your 11 should mostly be doubles to be honest there's no excuse there's so many doubles there's cheap players you know, those are the moves you make. If you're going to take hits, you need to be taking hits for people who are playing a double. There's plenty of time to get to 29. Uh, with regards to t- like Southampton, okay, I know they've disappointed us, and uh, I don't, you know, I'm taking things out. I don't blame others. But if you don't have uh, the moves, or if you want to keep them because uh, you have too many players that are not doubling and you want to bring others, they are going to double again. Yeah. So we already know that they have another double. So there's nothing wrong with keeping them there. Um, mm. because you know they're going to double again now obviously the double's not great I think one of the games is City but it's an option there so I think if you're keeping single game with players they need to be either really good players or players that are playing in 29 and if not just keep them on the bench um, because there's so many doubles going ahead that's, that's my yeah. opinion about it um, PJ, the, as Marzi said, it, if you do, if you, especially if you don't have that free hit um, and you're going to be looking, try to fill your team as much as you can with, with players for game week 29, it doesn't make much sense to go transferring out single game weekers. But um, how much kind of would you be, is there anyone other than Leeds among the single game week players that you'd be kind of looking at to have in your starting lineup on for this game week? No, I don't think so. Um, uh, I think, I think, because obviously a lot of people will have leads as a result of their their mm. double. I would transfer out your Southampton players uh, because um, I think Leeds having a fixture in 29 is obviously exactly the same as Southampton having no fixture in 29 but having two fixtures in 27. And right now, Bamford and Rafinha in particular are in miles better form than any of Southampton assets. So I would I would not be removing them if if you don't have a kind of wild card or kind of free hit kind of available to you. I would be I would be keeping them and, and benching them this week. Uh, I, I think the other thing that's probably worth mentioning is that um, both Fulham 
well, three teams, Fulham, Tottenham and Villa, all obviously play in 26 and play in 29. So my transfers in this this week are certainly focused uh, around around those those teams. Losing Grealish was, you know, very annoying on that front, you know, because obviously he had a double and then a fixture in 29. So that's very frustrating. But you know, I, I've I've swapped him for Lookman. Uh, I've made one move so far. That was a move I was happy to go early on because um, I can't see anything happening happening to Lookman in a week. Uh, and Grealish's price was potentially kind of double, maybe even triple dropping this week. So I, I have made that move. But the reason I went ultimately went Lookman over kind of a Pereira or even a Barnes kind of in that price bracket was because he has a really good fixture in 29 along with a good double. Yeah, excellent stuff. Um, that's what you have to do is look a little bit ahead. Um, not all about this game week. But um, next up we have, and PJ, I'll stick with you on this. Um, hit me, baby, one more time. Um, I was just um, doing my Brittany ponytail throw over my shoulder there, boys. You would have liked it. It was beautiful. I'm not um, sure we would have done, but thanks. No problem at all. <laughs> Um, with a lot of bench boosts and triple captains in play, we all want to feel fully locked and loaded with all the best options for this big double game week. A hit or two even is commonplace in a double game week, but does your thinking change on that when a one of your players, say you're, if you're selling a Leeds player that you want back in blank game week 29, or if you're selling another double week game week player? And I think they, we've do, we have covered a decent bit about kind of, you know, if you're selling Leeds maybe and you are planning on having them for 29 probably doesn't make sense and it doubly doesn't make sense if you're doing it for a hit but what about another double game week player i know even myself pj as a personal example rashford is there i have rashford alongside bruno fernandez it's given me a nice little boost when man united do well um as much as other people when they only own fernandez haven't really had much of a rank boost when he's done well rashford being there and also doing well has has contributed towards my rise a little bit but what's your thinking on selling another double for, for say, getting in um, a Man City asset or getting in, um, I don't know, uh, Son or Kane? What do you mean in terms of selling another double? Sorry, I didn't quite. That's what, that. like, if for instance, selling, for instance, selling, um, selling Rashford for Son. Oh, I see. I see. Selling, selling one some, double. Yeah, well, so well, I mean, I, I had until Grealish got injured, I had planned to move Sterling on. Uh, who's obviously, you know, kind of largely let me down uh, over the past few weeks, although obviously he kind of chipped up with a goal this week. But but now I can't really entertain that because I've already got to move move Grealish on for a transfer who obviously had a double game week. So um, I, I can't justify moving on Sterling when I have four players who, the three Leeds boys and McCarthy, who don't have uh, a double game week. Sorry, Anna and Kufo um, as well at uh, uh, West Ham. So, so those are players that if I want to um, kind of you know get doublers, I will be I will be targeting and kind of moving on. So, if, is there anyone you know? I think the difficult one is someone like is actually the Liverpool assets. I think those are the ones that actually kind of stand out. Not to bring up obviously a sore subject with you two, but you know the, the form is is so wretched and the attacking stats in particular so poor that it's. You know, if you're not going to captain, which I would be surprised if, if many active, uh, particularly on Twitter, kind of people are captaining kind of Salah or Mane, 
then that's a, such a, a, a such a massive chunk of money that if you do want to do three or four moves that you've got kind of tied up there and and I would I think those are the, those are the two players who I think I think look, it's probably worth the risk of, of kind of of kind of maybe transferring out and I, I'm someone who obviously holds Salah to the you know last you know rotation of the sun but I do think this is a game week where you could probably get away with with not owning either of those either of the Liverpool kind of key attackers and probably still having have, having a really good week. Um, and the only other thing I wanted to say was that um, I think you could, this is definitely a week where hits hits have got a very good chance of of kind of paying off for you. You know, mo- certainly if you want to play your bench boost. I wouldn't not play your bench boost because you're not prepared to take, say, a minus eight or even a minus 12. I think if you want the players to come in on your bench boost, so you now have double fixtures and you have an exit strategy, which I admit is key, I think this, this game week has, on paper, all the hallmarks to be the biggest the biggest game week since the Sanchez and Aguero game week of about four or five years ago. So I would I would not miss out on that for the sake of a, an extra kind of minus four points kind of here or there. A guy in my mini league in um, last week, not this game week, last week, took a minus 20 hit to give himself a bench boost, um, which I mocked him for. And he scored the in the top 100 points in the entire world for the game week. He has followed that up with another score in the top 100 um kind of game week rank and just an extraordinary kind of two weeks where he's basically been as good as any player in the entire world through taking what well, he's made seven transfers in two game weeks so yeah hits do play pay off i always find my kind of oh to hit or not to hit kind of debate really interesting because it's not actually about whether you take hits or not it's about whether the players you bring in do well and if they do you get rewarded and if they don't you don't the minus fours here or there don't really make too much of a difference about whether you bring in someone who bangs or if you bring in someone who gets like Danny Ings three bloody points in a game week. That's you know that's the difference, not the minus four. Hold up, hold up. There was no need for that now, PJ. I as I said, I came out with a net four points um, on top for making my hits. So never mind your friend there with his top hundred rank and so on. I came out with four extra points from my hit. For well done. Thank you. Uh, Are you keeping Danny Ings uh, on that subject? Are you keeping him for his double? No, no, selling him for a DCL. (laughs) Fair enough. Yes, indeed. Uh, Marzi, I'll hand the reins over to you for the listener questions. Can I come back on that first? Go on, then. Yeah. I agree to... to, I I, I, I don't think a minus 12 is um, for, for a bench boost... Uh, for doublers, maybe uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I see, I see uh, Monkey's point, but I'm not sure. Uh, where I agree is, um, yeah, you know, like take, take, take. Uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, with taking hits to to get doubles. Um, however, I also don't agree on moving a good double game week player for another double game week player. Yeah, they might be um, not in form, but you have a team that is having a double and a premium player like Salah, in my opinion, unless you're going for another premium like a De Bruyne who's just coming back, we don't know how he's going to play. I think it's I think it's a risky one. Moving a premium doubler for another doubler, I think it's 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 I think it's risky, in my opinion. 
Um, so unless you have no other fires to, to put or no other good player to bring, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, I'll give you a hypothetical, Marzi, before we kick into the listener questions. Um, the likes of myself, if we're talking about Rashford, Bamford out for a minus hit and I'm bringing in Gundogan and Kane, what would you be thinking of that in terms of a minus hit? We're, they're both of them. Obviously, Bamford doesn't have a double. Um, yeah, if, Bamford doesn't have a double. And if, that if one. I was doing that, Bamford would be on the bench, by the way, and Rafinha in the starting lineup. So I'd have 10 doublers in my starting lineup. But what, what would you think about that one? I'm only saying hypothetically, really. Yeah, as, yeah, as you yeah. Mentioned. I know, I know. It's just Rashford is an interesting one because I think Rashford is on form and mm. he's playing well. But I also well, think But Man United fixtures do turn and Man City's improved. They do turn, you know. they do turn. And he, he's, I wouldn't say he's the most uh, explosive player. So. I think I see I see the lure for you is City, but who says City are, uh, the, the Gundogan is going to play two games in a row? Mm. Just come back come back from an injury, uh, and they've got the Champions League to focus on. Uh, they walk in the league anyway, so uh, I see it's a, it's a big dilemma. Uh, but I understand covering City, um, but yeah. Mm, yeah, that's, and yeah, as, as, our, as our friend Flappy on the surgery podcast is um, a bit as a fellow fan of Foden. Foden is the one that covers Man City. Anyway, on his own, he's just a superhero. Um, so, <laughs> so um, Marzi, kick on with the listener questions. Um, we have a load in from Twitter and from Reddit. Yeah, sure. So we'll start with uh, Twitter ones. Jonathan Strack, at J Strack. Um, if I have used my BB uh, and uh, have a wild card in TC left, should I be looking to use TC for this double game week? And if so, what are your top three recommendations? If not, what week looks next best for TC? Currently seventh in the Amigos League. Well done. And trying to move into the top five. He wants his name heard. Um, so, first of all, TC or BB, what what, what we're thinking? Sorry, he's used his BB. So, would you use TC for, for this? I think... So, I, I'm going to start with this one. I think this could be one of the best weeks to play at TC. The same thing that I said about game week 19, but it didn't pan out as planned, which is when I played my TC, is I just think there's so many good options for captains that if you nail the TC and they deliver for you, it, the captain spread is so wide across that you might the gains are going to be huge. So I think I think it's a, definitely an option for you to play the TC now. City have good games. We talked, you know, Bruno has the form, etc., etc. There's so many options. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, no, I agree on that. The TC is is a great one this week. Um, I'll likely be doing it myself. But in terms of the options for it, the top three options, um, Kane, um, Bruno, and if you feel like going a little bit kind of um, weird, as we talked about earlier on with DCL, DCL slash Watkins. If Grealish is playing, I'd be really fancy in having a Watkins shot um, because the Villa fixtures look great as well. But um, but yeah, personally for me, it's it's between Kane, um, Kane, Bruno, and DCL. Yeah, not for me, but um, uh, Bruno, I would I would definitely put put him at the list. I think um, I think the standout captain this week uh, on form and fixtures is is Harvey Barnes. Um, you know, you know we love to uh, you know we love to put people off because they're not premium players, um, but. You know, the guy is in absolutely sensational form at the moment, um, playing for a team who have their tails up, who have Champions League qualification in sight. 
uh, don't have the distraction of of European football like the other um you know the other assets. So I think I think I think Harvey Barnes um kind of kind of definitely stands out. The other thing I say just to answer the question is I, I do think that bench boost if you've got the two chips I do think bench boost is a better option than triple captain this week just for the simple fact that you won't get you won't get another option to play a bench boost like you will this week. In oh, a way, yeah. you will get other opportunities. There will be at least two other, probably three other separate double game weeks, which will obviously be considerably smaller than this one, but will give you an opportunity to play to play triple captain. So I, I agree with Marzi's point about the complete spread of kind of captains and how you can really make up some ground. But I, I think you can do that just with the captain anyway. Remember, the triple captain is... It's actually the least powerful chip, really, in terms of what it does, because all it does is add an, add a single kind of score onto you. Um, I think both for bench boost and for free hit are more powerful. So um, I would still play the bench boost. But, but yeah, if you've got the triple, it, it's definitely a very good week to use it. Bruno, Son, Salah, uh, sorry, Morpheus Fire, at Morpheus Fire, I forgot the name. Uh, Bruno, Son, Salah, Cancelo, KDB, Gondo, Kane. Shag one, avoid one, triple captain one in game week 26. Yeah, um, th- thanks as always. <laughs> that, that um, well, I'd avoid Son, as I've, as I've kind of said, um, even though his stats, fall, his stats hold up, eye test-wise, um, and Spurs are obviously certainly not in the good of form. So I assume he means avoid, as in like not buy an FPL, not just like expunge from, from my life. Totally, which is well, yeah. harsh on on Son, who's obviously a you know a, a, a happy a happy go lucky. Well, you can shag him. Well, no, no, I don't want to shag him because I want you player I most want to avoid of those selected. I I I'd shag Gundogan and and stroke his his lovely beard. Um, <laughs> so and what was the other one? Triple captain of those choices? Yeah. I'd have to say Bruno. Don, any, uh, um... I just want to say I love Morpheus, but I don't really have any better answers to that, so I'll just go along with PJ's answer. Fair enough. Fair Come on, you can't, yeah. you, can't, you can't three-way Gundogan with me. Pick your own man. Yeah, in fairness, he's not the biggest man, so we no. probably we probably would destroy him to us <laughs> together. <laughs> I think uh, Bruno would annoy me, so I would avoid him if, if we're talking about life. But in this game week, it's uh, Son. I will uh, triple captain Kane just because I don't want to shag him. And um, I don't know if I want to shag Salah. Probably Cancelo. He's quite quite good looking guy, you know. Different. Exotic. All of that stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> compared to Kane, he's exotic. Well, right, no, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> people really fancy Harry Kane. He's one of those players that, like, you know, when people say, oh, I used to work with a girl who's obsessed with Harry Kane. No. You know, like, assumed because. Really? Because he was England captain and he was good at football. And it's like, oh, no, he's absolutely gorgeous. Like, what? He physically can't close his mouth. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, no. gosh, I can't imagine anything worse. Anyway, Adrian, Adrian JP15. Can bots play FBL for us? Now, uh, obviously, if you're following the news, you will know why this is a question. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting topic at the moment, and it's funny because we've been discussing this on on Twitter generally about how FBL is coming more and more into the mainstream. Uh, I noticed that you commented on Pep's comment, Mars, that you don't buy for one second. Oh, he, oh, he, he definitely plays. Know what the game. He absolutely plays. He told us all. He definitely plays FBL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So it's very um, it, yeah, it, it's an interesting one. Um, 
there's been studies before. Somebody somebody built a robot program a couple of years ago, didn't they, to, to claim that they could uh, win FPL, and you know it didn't. Although it probably did better than any of us. But <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, um, there's no there's no way to substitute. I think from that kind of yeah the, the, the kind of human error aspect that kind of comes into fantasy football. But I definitely think you could write a very good robotic program that would that would definitely finish very high up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the whole thing about uh, this, I don't know where you guys stand on it, but I see why there's a big problem around uh, why why Dean Smith was annoyed, but although it was more about the pictures, but with regards to players playing FBL, I just, I, I don't know, I think I think it's just, it could get messy if players I play for money and, and all and of that. Yeah, but the amount of money, opinion. realistically, they'd be playing for, for FBL, I don't get that argument because they're no, going to no, be no, playing no. for pittance in comparison to what they're on, though. So, yeah, like, the, the you're amount... You're assuming, right? No, they, no, they, I'm not. I'm they, not they suffer like, with gambling, these guys, right? Yeah, so no, they do. But what's it like? What realistically? How much could they be putting into an FBL? And there's league? high roller leagues in, in FBL. There's high roller leagues. We're talking loads of money, you know, thousands. And yeah, I, but do you think half them, them take it that seriously? As as we've looked, I haven't seen any players uh, other I don't than know, but like you know, you know, Bamford talking about it, saying he was his captain, but he decided to pass. And I, I think it just could get. I think before it gets messy. Just stop it, but you know. But listen, they will continue playing. It's just they will play with different names. Fake yeah, names, but that's whatever. what that's what that's what realistically should happen. Is clubs should yeah. just say to them, "Listen, you're not allowed. Do it under your own. Do it under exactly. a family member or something." Cats, monkeys, all of that. They would all just become animals, right? Um, we a uh, special question here from Finnish Hindu monkey. Um, I said we'll try and answer in Finnish, but to be honest, I didn't Google it. Uh, uh, Leicester triple up, worth it. Have Barnes, we'll probably buy Pereira or Castagna. Which one? So Pereira or Castagna is the first question. And only mid with a double under 9 million, I fancy, is Madison. Any other options? Monkey, you can answer to your finished version. What, what do you think? Any, any other options? I've, I've given you so a plethora so, of options. Exactly. Of You've given him the four of options. So we, we can skip that. But what? Castagna versus Pereira. The fact that you're trying to decide between the two of them and not in a good way is is kind of says it all to me. It's like you're you're trying to pick which one of them isn't even which one will bang more. It's which one is most likely to play. I personally wouldn't, and I know Marzi, you went for a bit of a punt on prayer, and I said that was the one thing on the wild card that I wasn't a major fan of. But I I don't personally see that for now. I just don't really with those two as an option. Really? I'd, I'd okay, rather uh, I'd rather throw in Alonso there than than go Pereira. Did you watch the Leicester game? Just out, did you watch the Leicester game this week? Oh, of course yes. I did. Yeah, no, no, it was good. Did, did you see were, what Pereira was playing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, is he <laughs> is he nailed though? Huh? I think he will start every game when whether he finishes. Or I think he will start every game in the Yeah, league. I agree with Marzi here. Uh, Pereira of the two. I'm a, yeah. you're, you're agreeing with Marzi, and you're also plucking for um, for DCL also DCL. as a captain. <laughs> what, what's going on? Right, it's it's name out well, I, I think it's common sense. <laughs> the captain option. Also, the other guy. What's his name? I don't. Don't make me say it again. Castagnan. Castagnan. Yeah. Oh, do not say that. Do not say <laughs> yeah. that. He's, he's even he's, he's been you know he can't play more than three games in a row without getting injured. Yeah, out of the two, Pereira is definitely. I see yeah. your point, Don, but I think Pereira is so important to less than him coming back. Look, we'll see if he plays in the Europa, which I very much doubt. I think he'll have the night off tomorrow or Thursday yeah, I, whenever they play, and I think he'll play in the. I think he'll play the majority of the games. 
And if he keeps playing that fast forward, I mean, I was worried with him on my bench, but I was happy with his positioning and breaking. And I, I tweeted on that Migos, uh, retweeted a really good thread from, a, uh, I think it's FBL Foxy, a Leicester fan, uh, showing pictures, positioning, etc. Talking about Castagna versus Pereira versus Thomas. Really good information. Look, it's a pun. Yeah. But I, I, and he was a pun on my card, uh, on my wild card. Um, and, and, and uh, but I think out of those two, I'll definitely go with Pereira. PJ. Um, Mersey's becoming a heat map, heat map wanker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next, he'll be quoting XGI. Remember, yeah. remember, you know. Good God. Good God. Right. Um, FBL Clarkson at FBL underscore Clarkson. Um, I now sadly have to jump off uh, Ashley Barnes' train and Dimitrovic Mike uh, milk float. Who are the best forward options with doubles below 10% ownership? I know they are shit, but still. What do we think? Uh, below 10%. Let me, have a, uh, let me have a quick look at who is actually below 10% as a forward um, who actually has a double. Uh uh, Rakalison stands out straight away. Uh, I think he's well worth a shot. Uh, back back in form again. Um, obviously, as we've spoken about, fantastic fixtures. Just 7% owned. Uh, after that, um, Bobby Firmino continues to post good stats, but has the conversion rate of the muskox. Uh, Cavani, if he's actually fit, would, would also be somebody. I mean, I'm clutching at straws here, granted. Um, I've made a bid. I made an audacious bid for Tammy Abraham in my draft team, which says everything you need to know about the state of my forward line and FBL draft. But after that, no, no, no. Oh, I tell you what, I don't, I don't, I quite fancy that, that Fulham guy. Again, pronunciation unclear. Major, Mayal. I thought you were saying decorator Reed. No, no. <laughs> Major for Major. Fulham, yeah, yeah. Major, I think he's a, he's a, he's a, if you want cheap. Um, who, who's starting? I think he's a decent shout, and he's owned by one percent. No. Cool. There we go. Plenty of options. Right. So next we have the questions from uh, our friends at Reddit, and thank you very much. Always appreciated. Um, pour, uh, from pour, uh, pour de Beurre. Sounds French. So I said it in French accent. Um, DCL or Richarlison? Castagna was the shot. So between DCL and Richarlison, I think... DCL. I think both are good. Both are good. Both are good, yeah. But I'd probably prefer DCL. But if you're if you're planning on, as as PJ was saying there, I mean, the ownership does mean that Richarlison is, um, you know, he's a little bit more of a risky, a little bit more um, higher higher ceiling for, um, for returns for you or for a bump in the rankings. Yeah, but is Richarlison on penalties? Because I know Sigurdsson's on penalties, but when Sigurdsson's off, you know, I mean, Richarlison always seems to be off the pitch when Everton get penalties, and I swear he took some penalties. Mm, I'd say it's, I'd say it is Siggy. Um, I mean, he's pretty much Siggy, a set piece yeah. man. Yeah, and then we talked about Castagna, Castagna so I think yeah, you yeah. know you know what we think about it. Uh, Anto Anto uh, who to captain? Kane, Son, Bruno, Salah, some from City, DC, and loads of taste options this week. So we've talked a lot about that. And, and we'll be we'll covering them in our captain exactly, picks in a sec. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Fantasy PL winner. Well, congratulations if you've won it, or if you think in the future you're going to win it. Fair play. Yes. Dinia versus Pereira. Madison versus Farms. So, PJ, I'll come to you on this one. 
Virginia versus Pereira. What do um, you think? Well, obviously, you, you've nailed your colours to the mast there, but uh, yeah, I would I would have to say I'd slightly go um, uh, Luca Dean because oh. because of his set piece set piece armoury, um, but he is also far less likely to keep a clean sheet. <laughs> so it's a, it's a tough one. I don't I think that's a real a real fifty fifty. I think and I would have said the same about Madison Barnes, but the fact that Madison has a little bit of a knock, but you know, we'll, you know, we'll see. Barnes is playing a lot of football. If he plays ninety again in midweek, you know, I, I should point out I told a complete, you know, absolute work of fiction early on in the pod, which neither of you corrected me on by claiming that Lex, Leicester weren't in Europe, which is obviously not true. <laughs> they clearly are in Europe. So yeah, just ignore that. I think we we'll just think about the Champions League until next season. Captain <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Cavalier and move on. Sorry, uh, Don, your thoughts? Um, no, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. As as we mentioned, I mean, I I, I was probably a bit harsh on Pereira earlier on because I want to criticise Marzi in some way, but the uh, the probably I would probably lean towards Dini though um, for the set pieces, but if... but 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 that's because you know I. I know Dinia has done great things for me in the past. He's also yeah. given me a red card returns. Um, in terms of Madison versus Burns, um, I would say that Madison, it'd be interesting to see if, if Madison is injured. Again, does it have much of a knock-on um, effect on Burns and indeed on Vardy as well? But um, probably between those, I go Dinia and I go Burns as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, to be honest, if I had more more transfer for, I wanted to take more hits, Dinia would be one that I would look to bring in. I'm not, because I have enough enough doubles, I'm not going to sell a, dub, a doubler for a doubler. Um, but he would definitely be one that I would uh, I would consider. I think he has, uh, with, with, with those with those fixtures and with DCL back fit, I think he could be he could be an interesting one, for sure. Uh, and last question uh, from Wilco234. Uh, how many hits is too many hits when looking at BB in double game week? So we've already answered that. I think we told you, um, you know, I, I think 12 maybe is the max, but Monkey seems to think minus 20 is okay. There are, there are no, it depends on the results. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take hits, take hits. If, it depends. Also, if you've got, if you've got single game week players who don't have a fixture in 29 and, you know, are just there, you know, clogging up your team and, and you want to move them on. If, you, if you've got those type of players, but I think every single, if you were to have five or six of them, you know, I'm not sure how, we might just have woken up from a coma or something, then yeah, by all means, you know, take a minus four for every single one of them because it, you're going to repay it just on appearance points. So I'm very much an advocate of the, in a double game week, you know, I think the hits, basically, if you're replacing a single with a doubler, the hits pay for themselves. Yeah, I agree. Look, where, where are the, for, for example, with the wild card, I decided to go with the Brighton defender because I looked at the, money around them and, or, or the, you know, the prices around them. And I, I could have gone a West Brom or a Burnley. But, okay, Loughton just scored. But do I think, and, and I couldn't go as far as me, I probably could have gone to 4.5 or 4.0, you know, because I wanted to bring Kane in. So I had to have some money saved up, uh, which is, yeah. So 4.4, 4.5, it was, I think, the max. I looked at West Brom and Burnley and I was like, hmm, are their defenders going to, they might do, but then I'm going to need to burn or bring somebody in in game week 29, which is why I didn't. And I'm not going to go and sell my Brighton defender now just because I fancy a double game week player and get a West Brom defender. So I agree with you, but it really does depend on the player, if, if, if you see what I mean. 
Um, what should we be considering when hitting for double game week players? I think form, fixtures. Um, we talked about game week 29. You know, if you don't have three cities, they have they have another double coming, etc. Anything else, guys? Anything else did I miss? No, you're good. No, cool. And last one, which template players who only have a single game week would you be looking to hold on to? I think we talked about that plenty. Leeds, Leeds players because they play 29. They're the only ones that I would say don't have a double on a template players. You know, so you're Rafinha, you're, you're Bamford and Dallas are probably becoming template-ish, especially now with double game week. Mm. Even with the, even though like you wouldn't even regard Rafinha as like template because he's still very low no. owned, but but he's yeah. but he is definitely worth holding on to. Yeah. Agree, agree. Becky loves football. Uh, differentials for this game week. I think Monkey took us through a lot of differentials early on. So please have a listen and uh, enjoy that. He did a lot of work for that. Uh, VJ Vegoldov. Sorry about that. What chip is more powerful in game week 26? Wildcard or triple captain? I would say... Oh, that's interesting. I mean, wildcard, if you're going to set up and have a, a good team taking you from 26, 29 or beyond, I think it's, uh, I think as the guy said, personally thinking, there's another, there's more options coming for a triple captain. What do you guys think? Yeah. Not wildcard for me. I, I, I looked at a wildcard for this game week and one of the reasons I, I decided not to was because I felt that in order to justify it, I was going to have too much of an eye on kind of 29 and really... I, having been burned several times this season by that method, I wanted to just kind of go all in with this game week. So um, I would rather play the triple bench boost or even the free hit into this into this kind of into this kind of game week. And if you've got that wild card, I would advise you probably keep it to sort out the kind of mess towards the end of the season, kind of post game week 29. And that's all we have uh, for tonight. Back over to you, Don. Thanks very much, Mersey. Great work on that one. Um, and for our final section of the show, as always, we look at our game week plans and our captain picks. So, PJ, come to you first on it. What's your plan of action this week? You mentioned you did an early transfer, um, but um, what's are there any more moves planned? And who's going to be your captain? Yeah, I think I'm pretty set on on the moves. Less so the captain. So Grealish has gone for Lookman, which now uh, enables me to upgrade Brewster to uh ollie watkins and then i will also be moving on uh kufal for either luke shaw or um taggart of villa um target taggart um i can't i can't you know so there's a bit there's a bit of a you know one to deliberate i i obviously prefer shaw in terms of his form and fixtures, but he doesn't have the game week in, in 29. So it's that extra fixture, which going for, um, you know, going for Taggart would have. So um, that that's the one decision I've yet to decide on um, in terms of the transfers, but those would be my three moves. And then it comes to who, whether I captain and whether I bench boost, I will probably captain Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, I think he has far and away the best fixtures and, and the highest potential upside. Uh, I will be going into this game week with no Tottenham players and no Leicester players, which is likely to only go one way or another. So I feel, give that, I might as well go all in and I will 
captain Dominic Calvert-Lewin, but I may captain Watkins if Grealish looks to return, potentially, particularly for that second game where I think they'll need him more. So um, I'm definitely going to go differential with, with the captain and stick the vice on Bruno. But bench boost, uh, welcome for your advice here. So my, my bench boost is basically going to be the three Leeds boys who, who have obviously carried my season, Dallas, Rafina, and Bamford. Uh, and then um, Johnson of, of West Brom, obviously. So it's it's do I do I bench boost essentially three single outfield players? But bearing in mind before you answer that, I'm not going mm. to be able to ever bench boost 15 double game weeks this season because the way I've kind of had to set up uh, with my wild card and, and stuff means that you know there isn't going to be another game week where you know I can. So so it's whether they're is a better game week later on in the season with more attractive single fixtures. Well, I'll have a squad which can counter yeah. that. And How do you feel about the Villa fixture? Because I am a bit of well, a bit torn on it. And like I and you mentioned there, triple leads. That's what I actually bench boosted with earlier on the season too. Yeah, it, it was a bit of a flop. The season, yeah. But uh, but having said that, I mean Leeds can turn it on in any game. But um, they are up against the legend that is Emmy Martinez. So um. They are, they are, but that it's important to remember that that is who they are, that is all they are up against, really. I mean, Villa concede more chances than anyone in the league, pretty much. You know, they they don't have statistically uh, a good, you know, a good defence. They're kind of the anti-Brighton, who statistically have this great defence, who don't really give up any shots, and their keepers never save anything. Whereas Martinez is the absolute ghost of FBL keepers and just kind of saves everything. So, yes, he could haunt me, as he has done for much of this season. But they are in just in just kind of fantastic form. And I just think if you're going to bench boost any single player, why not players from the most, you know, attacking, you know, I mean, certainly the most attacking non-premium team. And you're never, we're never going to have big yeah. players in my so, opinion. So I would say to you what I was thinking about, and this is just not for you, obviously, it's the reason we're discussing it is it could be relevant for a lot of people who... Who are stuck with BB like me and you, and and and, need, and kind of want just want to use it because I just want to go back to my cheap bench, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, yeah, look, yeah. I look. So I uh, similar to you. So I have the, the difference is I have two leads, one Brighton and my full, Fulham keeper. So I have one double on the bench. Uh, and I, to be honest, I thought about it and I was like, okay, well, you know what? It doesn't have to be 26. Let me look at the other fixtures. I couldn't find a better fixture, to be honest, across for 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 those. Four te- three teams that I just mentioned. So for you, for Leeds, uh, what I would do is I would check the other fixtures because I can't remember when I looked and see if you think there's a better picture because it's literally just a bench. Or then, because for you, obviously, it needs to be around your team, right? So for me, I looked at those because those are my cheapest players. They the most likely will be the ones on the bench because uh, Dallas will most likely be my first sub most of the time, right? He might play a couple of games, but with, with, with City and with City players and with Shaw... I have better defence in in theory, right? Rosina is probably my cheapest midfielder. Now he might not be the worst, but again, Salah, Bruno, these guys. So these guys and my Brighton defender will definitely be the guy on the bench, and so will the Fulham keeper. So I looked across to see when other opportunities, because we don't have to worry about they're not doublers, so we don't need to worry about, like you said, a double game week. Have a look and see where you think the best switch is, and just gamble on that. So for me, I decided it is 26 because I think as we as we just said. I think Aston Villa leads is, is it could be an open game. It could be anything. Uh, obviously, I'm selling Bamford, but we'll talk about that in my in my uh, when it comes to my captains. So I will have Dallas 
and um, and Rafinha. Dallas isn't my team, no matter what happens. And Rafinha could do anything he, the way he played. Uh, my my form keeper is is uh, doubling, and Brighton are playing West Brom. I mean, yeah, West Brom are okay, but if there's a chance of a clean sheet, it's probably one of the best chances of a clean sheet, right? So that's why I decided to go with that. So I would say to you is look at the fixtures of your bench, your worst players, across from now to whenever, because you don't really have to play it now. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's you know, I, I, I think that's really good advice. Um, I think we're agreeing way too, we're agreeing way too much with each other. I uh, know, I know, no, no, it's not good. It's not good. It's I feel like I just need to ask you just for real. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to invite FBL Meat onto the podcast or someone. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the reason I'm gonna play it this week is because it's because I want a wild card in in week 31. So I'm not I'm looking at a small and exactly I want a wild card with at least with a non-playing keeper, probably with yeah. at least one rancid four million defender and maximise the eleven. So, so it's you, really you've got the best defender waiting there. Or two actually now. Mitchell and Strujic, three point nine. If I was wildcarding, they'll be the first probably name yeah, on my list. Exactly. I think Dallas is going to go as well. From much as I love him, but the Leeds fixtures in um, 31, 32, 33 when we play Man City, Liverpool, and Man United, Leeds can score against anyone. So I'm quite happy keeping their um, their attackers. But you know, Dallas, you know, ain't gonna get too many points in those matches, surely, even by his standards. Famous last words. Famous last words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. It's gonna be hard to get rid of him. What a player! What a player! Yeah. He's, anyway. he's beautiful. So yeah, that's, that's likely. That's likely what I'm gonna I'm gonna do, Marvy. Uh, yeah, so for me, definitely, I've, you know, I've, I've known my uh, my 26, my my 25, my 26, probably my 27, 28, 29 moves already. So um, Bamford and Ings going out, Kane and DCL are coming in, minus four, no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, Bamford could bite me, might, might not, but Kane and DCL could, could I want to attack the game. And I, I think that both of them will be highly owned um, and I think um, they could deliver. Captain-wise, I have no idea. Honestly, I'm not just saying that. I think it's, uh, for me, it could be Kane uh, because of the form. A lot will have TC on him. By form, I said, I mean, sorry, not form. He's playing all right. But, you know, he's got all right two games. Uh, Many will have TC on him. Uh, High ownership. Um, And, um, yeah, so that's that's Kane. Bruno's Bruno. Um, And then... I think the other one would be DCL. Those are the three that I'm thinking about. Because for me, the ones that I wouldn't look at, Salah because of the form of Liverpool. He's staying there, but the form is just, you know, and, and not easy fixtures. Um, uh, Gundogan, I don't know if he'll play twice, to be honest. If I had KDB, it might be different. Again, I don't know if KDB will play twice. So uh, Kane is guaranteed to play 180 minutes unless he gets uh, injured, but you can't predict an injury. So if you want to avoid an injury and guarantee 180 minutes, probably Bruno or DCL. So you really just have to weigh it out. I haven't decided, to be honest, but it'd be one of those three most likely. What about you, Don? Um, well, for me, the DCL has come in, as we mentioned, for uh, for the Southampton, Mr. Ings. I've forgotten his name. He's gone so long for my team. But, uh, you yeah, know, DCL in for him. He's potential. But most likely, it's, it's either I just stick with that, no hits, just use the free transfer, and play Rafinha, or the option then is to basically sell Bamford. I have the free hit still, so I would get him back for 29, so I don't have to, you know, weigh that up in my decision making. 
But um, Kane and Gundogan in for Rashford and Bamford is um, is the potential and the probable kind of move I'll do because I want to. I do like to be aggressive, and I especially in a big double game week like this, I'd um, I'd like to have that triple captain is again the um, the most likely thing. If it's a thing though that I'm kind of undecided on my captaincy. And when I look into the numbers, I'll might I might just leave off on the triple captain because one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to use it when I'm not sure and where I'll regret it afterwards. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's looking like the most likely option for me. And then uh, triple captain Kane is the is the is the captaincy that I'll be looking at. But uh, we shall see. Um, minus eight this week, as we've as I've mentioned about five times in the podcast, did work out for me, PJ. So um, so I'll <laughs> I I'm, feel, feel I'm not scared of it. One thing I wanted to actually before we do leave it, Mars, pick you up on one little point. You did say something about not wanting to transfer out a double game week player for another double week game week player. Now, mm. reality is. What's the difference between that, between doing any transfer, other than when a player is injured? What's the difference between doing that, um, any game week, transferring out a player who's fit? Well, I, would, I haven't been. And if you think about my, if, if you remember my strategy from a long while back, I decided that I'm not playing around with my premiums. Mm. I'm only, and I decided to stick with my five midfields. And that helped me move. And when I look back, I look back at what, how many hits I've taken. I was surprised that I've only taken eight hits. But most of them have been like, you know, consequent, uh, um, in sequence, four, five, six, seven, yeah. game week, four, five, six, seven. And when I've taken a break is when I've done nothing and probably when I've, when I've risen the most. Yeah. So I decided a while back that I don't want to play around too much. Now, obviously, the, the riffraff around are changed. So that's my policy. The thing is, I don't want to remove a player that is doing well with another player that's doing well. We've discussed this a lot because yeah. we've seen this, especially this season. So especially with the, with the doubler, Removing one for another, unless you're removing a West Brom player for a United player, then then fine. But removing a Rashford and bringing in somebody else, but Rashford could explode. He's he's on form. He could also be arrested. We don't know. So that's why I say, unless you have fires, I wouldn't advise it. I'm not against it. We've just seen it that it's mm. backfired so many times this season. Yeah, no, it just it just occurred yeah. it just occurred to me there because no, it's it's a very good point. I'll let PJ, I'll let you come in now in just one sec. Um, it's it's a very good point, and the same has happened with me to be honest with you. When I have taken my foot off the gas and not made so many changes, made only changes really where there's an injury or where I can see a very clear thing, not just doing impulse impulse changes for the sakes of changes. Um, that's how I've risen up as well. Um, whereas when I have taken hits, they generally have backfired. But what were you going to say there, PJ? Just kind of echoing what Mars said, but but but, it, but it's not for me. But obviously, you know, kind of what what do we know? You have you have shown tonight. You have rubbed it in our faces the unbridled success of your minus eight last week. And I, I'm sure if you are one point up on your moves. Next week, you will, uh, you know, you will give us the same treatment. So, so well done, Doctor. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's a compliment or a... Or a uh, I, I'm, I'm taking it as a compliment. I'm just, taking it as a compliment. Finally, finally I, will be going to, I will be going to bed dreaming and uh, cherishing those four points. Before you, before you go to bed, I would just like to make an impassioned appeal. I, f- I, feel, I feel that there is an opportunity here with Kylie now, you know, long long gone to bed with several bottles of Texan red that there's an opportunity for a group Dominic Calvert-Lewin captain decision to be made and just for the you know potential banter of that don't see it in a negative side don't see it as in that if Dominic Calvert-Lewin explodes Kylie will 
never forgive us. She'll find out where we live. She'll rip up our heads and shit down our necks. Don't think of it like that. Think of it that <laughs> if he fails, think how happy. How happy to make her. Sure Kylie will be yeah, I'm not, hot next week. I'm not choosing my captain because of a group thing. <laughs> In <laughs> fact, the one thing I have been avoiding this season well and will continue to avoid and definitely avoid for this game week is discussion around captains because everybody will be justifying their opinion and why they're missing. And I'm telling you, there is nothing in it. PJ Myers loves being part of the FBL community where people talk about FBL all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny, PJ, is Myers and myself used to chat loads on Saturday mornings before the deadline. Recently, he stopped talking to me because I think he thinks I'm influencing his decisions. But on that note... That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. I have proof. Saying otherwise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on on that note, that's all we got time for on tonight's show. We have been Mars, who you can find at Mars05. Kylie, who you can find at Kylie FPL. Myself, who you can find at the Marple Curse. And PJ, who you can find at Hindu Monkey. Make sure you're following our group account. Um, that's at Three Amigos FPL. And thanks as always for listening and your continued support. Adios, amigos. One for each other. Brave amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.